Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local, you will dial 702-650-5588. Again, if you are local, if you have a question, a concern, a comment, a praise report, we'd love to hear from you. 702-650-5588. If you are calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you, and that would be 800-366-8888. I say again, toll-free, calling outside the Las Vegas area, 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website, and that website is www.kkvv. Hello and God bless. Vern and I just waved to you. And we're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website. Our website is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, you can go to our website. Again, Save the Lost at All Costs' website is www.savethelostlv.org. Look for a radio broadcast, clicked on to it, and you will see all the radio broadcasts that we have done. And just find the one that you've missed or as the Holy Spirit leads you. And the gospel is always free on our watch. There is no charge to listen. We are also... Uh, archived at iTunes so you can find us on iTunes and again it's free it's no charge now KKVV uh, 1060 AM is on the AM dial and we're also being heard on 101.5 FM and Vernon I do believe there's a cell number that you can call right now to listen so Vernon you'll be doing this next week so let's hear it (laughs) and that cell number is 563-999-3194 once again, 563-999-3194. Uh, we suggest that you lock it into your cell phone contacts, and that way, at the magical time, you know what to do. And also, Vernon, they can listen all during the week, right? 24 hours a day. Amen. You don't just have to wait to listen to us. Amen. You can still get fed. And we uh, appreciate your support, and please support Christian Talk Radio. So, Vernon... Last week, we were talking about Jesus' last will and testament. So we're going to go a little bit further. And uh, Vernon, everybody dies, right? Of course. All right. So now that we know that that's a a for sure thing, we want to go further in that. You can either die a fool or you can die a wise man. Amen. Okay. So we're going to look at it today. Our topic today is you can die a fool or you can die a wise man. So let's get right to it. Vernon, we're going to go to the book of Ecclesiastes, and we're going to read all of chapter 2. 
Amen. Now, as you're preparing to go there, I want to tell our listeners a little bit about uh, the book of Eclat. Uh, Help me out, Verna. Ecclesiastes. Yeah, yeah, Ecclesiastes. Amen. Okay. Or Ecclesiastics, some people call that. But um, anyway, um, the person who wrote the book is Solomon. Mm-hmm. Now, people know Solomon to be King David's son. So he was uh, King David's son, and his mother was Bathsheba. So um, it's very important that people understand a little bit about Uh, King Solomon. Now, I want us to understand how wise King Solomon was. (coughs) Now, where does all wisdom come from? From the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It comes exactly from God. So some people always want to admire how some wise somebody is, how smart they are, how gifted they are. We must always remember where this wisdom comes from because a lot of us are personality oriented and we like to fall for a personality but we have to understand where wisdom comes from so before we get to our lesson i'd like us to go to second chronicles chapter 9 verse 23 because i want to show you this in scripture we are going to go to second chronicles chapter 9 And we're going to look at verse 23. We're going to look at a couple of verses before we read the whole chapter 2 of Ecclesiastes. So you're going to 2 Chronicles chapter 9, verse 23. You're in the New King James Version, is that correct? New King James Version, 2 Chronicles chapter 9, verse 23. And all the kings of the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put in his heart. Wow! Said all the kings, not some of the kings. On in the entire earth at that particular time, mm-hmm. and who put that wisdom in him? God did exactly. So, you have to be very, very careful that when you're paying homage and tribute to a man or a woman, understand who is the source, amen, of that if they have it at all. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to look at some words today to make sure that you really know the meaning. You've heard them a lot, but I don't know that you really know the meaning from a biblical sense. So we're going to make sure that we do that. Now, let's look at chapter 12 of Ecclesiastes and look at verse 13. And let's see what King Solomon has to say. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. Mm -hmm. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. So if you don't get anything out of this, read that verse again. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. And are they talking about fear God as like in a sense of fearing him, being afraid, or that reverence type of fear Again, in this uh, verse? In the context of what you just read, it would be to have reverence. Amen. That's what it'd be. So that's why we're going to get into some words. And I'm glad that you brought that up, man of God. So we are going to look at 2 Timothy 
and we're going to go to chapter 3 and verse 16 because there are a lot of people out there brother vernon who are prophesying they're saying that god told them to say this and god told me to tell you this and god hasn't done anything like that so we have to be very very careful when we are addicted to personalities the message is not a personality the message Mm -hmm. heals us right right and the message transforms us so that's the word of god now let's read second timothy and we're looking at chapter 3 verse 16 and what does the word of god say the word of god says all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness So the thing is, is that we know that Solomon is a king at the time that he's writing this. He's the most wisest one on the earth. All kings come from wherever to hear him speak. But it can only be attributed to God. Amen. And then we just read about scriptures, all scriptures. In reference to the word of God, come from who, Brother Vernon? Comes from God, given by inspiration of God. Right, so it doesn't matter about a scribe, a person who was a recorder, Mm -hmm. or a historian, or one of the apostles Mm -hmm. that had been used to put the whole Holy Bible together. All 66 chapters, they all have been inspired by God. God has used them mightily and prolifically to bring his word to life. Amen. And no man can claim God's testimony. Amen. So we need to understand that. So that's why we want to be very careful in how we use the scriptures. Because they are attributed to one and one only, God. Amen? Amen. All righty. So you're going to take us back to chapter 2 of Ecclesiastes, and we are going to hear the whole chapter. Amen. From the New King James Version, the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 2, verse 1. I said in my heart, come now, I will test you with mirth. Therefore, enjoy pleasure, but surely... This also was vanity. Verse 2, I said of laughter, madness, and of mirth, what does it accomplish? 3, I searched in my heart how to gratify my flesh with wine, while guiding my heart with wisdom, and how to lay hold on folly, till I might see what was good for the sons of men to do under heaven all the days of their life. 4, I made my works great. I built myself houses and planted myself vineyards. 5. I made myself gardens and orchards, and I planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. 6. I made myself water pools from which to water the growing trees of the grove. Verse 7. I acquired male and female servants and had servants born in my house. Yes, I had greater possessions of herds and flocks than all who were in Jerusalem before me. 8. 
I also gathered for myself silver and gold, and the special treasures of kings and of the provinces. I acquired male and female singers, the delights of the sons of men, and musical instruments of all kinds. Nine, I, so I became great, and excelled more than all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. Verse 10, whatever my eyes desire, I did not keep from them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor, and this was my reward from all my labor. 11, then I looked on all the works that my hands had done, and on the labor in which I had toiled, and indeed all was vanity and grasping for the wind. There was no profit under the sun. Verse 12, Then I turned myself to consider wisdom and madness and folly. For what can the man do who succeeds the king? Only what he has already done. 13, Then I saw that wisdom excels folly, as light excels darkness. 14, The wise man's eyes are in his head, but the fool walks in darkness. Yet I myself perceive that the same event happens to them all. Verse 15, So I said in my heart, As it happens to the fool... It also happens to me. And why was I then more wise? Then I said in my heart, This also is vanity. 16. For there is no more remembrance, remembrance of the wise than of the fool forever, since all that now is will be forgotten in the days to come. And how does a wise man die? Has the fool. 17. Therefore I hated life, because the work that was done under the sun was distressing to me, for all its vanity and grasping for the wind. 18. Then I hated all my labor in which I had toiled under the sun, because I must leave it to the man who will come after me. 19. And who knows whether he will be wise or a fool? Yet he will rule over all my labor in which I toil and in which I have shown myself wise under the sun. This is also vanity. 20. Therefore I turned my heart in despair of all the labor in which I had toiled under the sun. 21. For there is a man whose labor is with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, yet he must leave his heritage to a man who has not labored for it. This also is vanity, and a great evil. Verse 22. For what is man for all his labor and for the striving of his heart, with which he has toiled under the sun? 23. For all his days are sorrowful, and his work burdensome. Even in the night his heart takes no rest. This is also vanity. Verse 24, Nothing is better for a man than that he should eat and drink, and that his soul should enjoy good in his labor. This also I saw was from the hand of God. Verse 25, For who can eat or who can have enjoyment more than I? 26, For God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight, but to the sinner he gives the work of gathering and collecting that he may give to him who is good before God. This also is vanity and grasping for the wind. So I want you to read verse 28 again. Verse 28? Yes. The first, no, the last verse, yes. That's 26, okay. I apologize. Okay, verse 26 again. For God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight, but to the sinner he gives the work of gathering and collecting that he may give to him who is good before God. This also is vanity and grasping for the wind. Can you imagine Brother Vernon coming to this earth and toiling and collecting and amassing your whole life, thinking that you are wise in your collections, mm. 
And at the end of the day, you have to turn it over to someone who God seems good in his own sight. And God knows. Solomon indicated in his testimony, he had done more than anybody in Jerusalem before him. There's not been a greater king than Solomon in reference to amassing things. He said he didn't deny himself any pleasures. So we're going to look at some words and make sure that we understand. And now we'll look at it with different eyes. You see the word mirth. And you opened up with that in verse 1. Do you recall? Yes. Would you read verse 1 again? Verse 1, I said in my heart, come now, I will test you with mirth. Therefore, enjoy pleasure. But surely this was also vanity. Okay, so mirth, that word is M-I-R-T-H. It's a noun, and it means social merriment, hilarity, high excitement of pleasures, feeling in company, noisy, gaiety, gelidity. Mirth differs from joy and cheerfulness as it always implying noise. See, you don't have to have noise to be cheerful. Amen. You don't have to have noise to have joy. It's when you when you said the, and described the word mirth, my mind went back to the 70s. When I was so now <laughs> we understand this is Disco. like... This is like loud, right. noisy. Woo! Mm-hmm. Now we uh, also see a word that is used, folly. F-O-L-L-Y. Mm-hmm. And it pertains to foolish or fool. Now this is important. People really really need to get this. Wisdom has its seat in God, which we saw that, right? Amen. And was imparted to those who feared him. Remember you used the word fear? Amen. The fear of God is the beginning, the chief part of knowledge. Amen. Now let's go to Proverbs 1 verse 7 and let's read that. So those who fear him is the beginning and the chief part of knowledge, which will lead to wisdom. Amen. So let's read Proverbs 1, verse 7. What does it say? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. God is the epitome of wisdom and instruction. Isn't what the Bible is? An instruction manual? Yes, it on is. how to live our lives? Yes, it is. Godly lives? Lives that reflect wisdom, integrity, and character. And whose character are we emulating? That of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. That's, that's it. That's a real definition. It carries a lot of weight. So, such wisdom is the, is the essence of life. How are we live in our lives, wise or foolish. And to be without wisdom basically means to be without God and his instruction is to walk the way of death and destruction. Can you imagine that? The fool 
was he who was thoughtless, careless, conceited, self-sufficient, indifferent to God and his will. Who would really oppose him and his wise counsel and instruction. It sounds like that person has gone the way of Satan. Yes. Do you understand how a spiritual fool is a lot different than how we cavalierly throw around that word? Oh, he's a fool. Fool in this context denotes judgment. And God will judge all our works in the end. Wise works, foolish works. He's going to judge. I think people will start looking at the word fool different. I hope they do. And let's look at the word madness. Now, I want you to go to John 10, 20. But I want you to read uh, verses 18, 19, and 20. And this is how the Jews considered madness. It's going to blow your mind. We're going to John chapter 10. And we're going to look at verses 18, 19, and 20. And then I'm going to talk about madness from a scriptural standpoint. Okay, John 10, starting with verse 18. Now, is Jesus speaking in any of that? Yes, the first verse 18, because it's in red, and that's Jesus. Wow. I want verse to 18. Now, this is really, really powerful. Again, we're in John chapter 10, and we're looking at verses 18, 19, and 20, and you have the red letter edition of the New King James Version, so you're telling us the first verse you're about to read, 18, is Jesus speaking. Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Our Lord and Savior, right? Absolutely. Amen. Always. Amen. Amen. Verse 18, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. Verse 19. Therefore there was a division among, again, among the Jews because of these sayings. Verse 20. And many of them said, He has a demon and is mad. Why do you listen to him? So he's talking about his life. Amen. Correct? Amen. That, read verse 18 again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. And I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. Amen. That is powerful. So, the Jews at that particular time felt there was a division. That that was pure madness to say that. Not only was it madness, he had a demon. They equated our Lord Jesus Christ with having a demon because of his divinity. Now, in scripture, madness is recognized as a derangement proceeding either from weakness and misdirection of intellect or from ungovernable violence of passion. For some of the Jews, the hierarchy, the leadership to hear that, they could not reconcile that he was both divine and man at the same time. Mm. That he and God were the same. He and the Father were one. They could not accept that. So they 
characterize our Lord and Savior as being mad to the point of demon possession and ask people, why would you even listen to him? They question others for listening. You must be of the same madness. (laughs) You must be mad too. Right? Only mad people listen to mad people. So we looked at mirth, we looked at folly, we looked at madness. Now we're going to look at vanity. Vanity is the futile emptiness of trying to be happy apart from God. Mm -hmm. And the preacher in this particular book is also Solomon. Anything apart from God is vanity And it's a total waste of time. Amen. So to live your life apart from God is a total waste of time. And it would truly lead to the way of death and destruction. See, those of us who are in Christ... Think a lot about eternity. Because it's our home. And this is just a place that we're passing through. And in our home, we will be with our Father. And we will be with our Savior. We'll be with the Holy Spirit. And those that have gone on before us in Christ. We will all be together. Because that's our inheritance. That's why Jesus came in order to reconcile us with the Father and to be able to take care of the debt of sin. Amen. Because if somebody sins, somebody has to die. But their wages of sin are death, brother. So that had to be reconciled. And our Lord and Savior already had it worked out. Solomon knew that he could not attribute himself to being foolish if he understood who God was and the reason why he was wise. He wasn't wise in and of himself. He was wise because God made him wise. So my question, Brother Vernon, who's making you do what? And if you have this wisdom and the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, why do you deny it? When... It says clearly in verse 26 that a sinner's job is to collect. Mm. Right? Amen. Yes. That's his whole job. Read it again, man of God. What verse was that again? We were in 26. We're in chapter Mm 2. 26. The last part. Uh, For God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight. But to the sinner he gives the work of gathering and collecting that he may give to him who is good before God. This also was vanity and grass before the wind. Collecting Mm -hmm. and gathering. 
So people, a lot of times, Brother Vernon, like to remind us of their wealth. They like to remind us of how big their house is, how big their car is, how big their church is, how big their choir is, how big their job is, how big their education is. Big, 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 big. So you're saying vanity is like another way of saying being self-centered? The Uh, world revolves around me and no one else? You're self-sufficient. But God gives you that task. Mm -hmm. You want to be self-sufficient apart from him? He will allow you to do that. But in all this thing that you're gathering and amassing, it's for for God's children. Who he finds favor with. Right. You can't take it to heaven. What possibly could you take to heaven with you? Vernon, most most people are familiar with a cemetery. May it be a mausoleum in ground above ground. But it has limited space. So if you're going to take it in the ground with you, who's going to be able to use it? Or if you're going to put it in the mausoleum, who's going to be able to use it? And some people have elected to be cremated. So mm-hmm. if it's cremated with you, then it's burnt beyond recognition. Amen. It, it, it's nothing existing. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is that do we prepare ourselves for the way of the fool? Or do we prepare ourselves for the way of the wise men? And it all starts with what we talked about in Proverbs 1, verse 7. The beginning is to fear him with all respect, with all reverence. That's what that means. That God is who he is. Not because he did something for you. Because he's all God by himself. Amen. Who has the title that he has. I did not create myself, Vernon. I don't even wake up myself. (laughs) Amen. So I cannot have that type of name to be placed upon me. So people who are self-sufficient, self-meaning by themselves, are separate and apart from God, not giving God the glory, not giving him his just due, not giving him the honor. Then this is what you're going to be reduced to. And Solomon, as the most wisest living, understood that this is Solomon having a deep conversation with himself. Amen. And we're able to hear it. And he wanted people to know, I was not denied anything. However, I couldn't have done nothing. Without. But at the different stages of my life, I wanted to be a builder. And I didn't just want to build anything. I wanted to build the biggest, the best. And people understood that he was gifted by God. And Solomon never forgot to give God the credit. Amen. I, see, see, so that that that's a real serious statement that he's making. That's the the whole reason for him being is because of God. And fools don't want to give God credit. Mm. 
for nothing. And this is why when you call the person a fool, and we'll look at it in the New Testament, you know, I don't know if we're going to look at it today, but I want to be able to keep that open to look at that, that you were calling judgment. And, you know, Jesus cautioned, and even the Apostle Paul, about calling your brother a fool because of what we just looked at and what the real definition was in this particular context. So, when you call somebody a fool, that's frightening. So, we have to understand words have power and they have meaning. And we would do ourselves a great justice to study words as they are in the scripture. Because these are not words, mirth. Have you ever used mirth before? I would never associate it with some loud merriment. Noisy. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just wouldn't have made that connection. And uh, I've, I've had my share of calling people fools. <laughs> but too. I'm looking at it now in a whole nother different realm. Because as I grow in Christ, my wisdom grows. Amen. My understanding, my knowledge grows. I have to grow. It's a command to grow. You know what I mean? To be fruitful and multiply in my very essence, in my very being. Because, Vernon, we are put in a position to help and to guide and to teach and to lead. So we are imparting spiritual wisdom Amen. and doctrines here Amen. so that people can be a part of the family and build the kingdom. We have a responsibility. You know, we're shareholders in this. Shareholders in sharing the truth. Amen. You know, one thing I liked, and he repeated it at least three times I saw when he was talking about vanity. He, he, it's like a poetic phrase to me. This is also vanity and grasping for the wind. You know, and it's repeated a few times. You cannot... How can you hold on to, you You know, nothing. You can't. You can't. Nothing. This is vanity and grasping for the wind. So if it's all vanity, which means it's nothing, and and you're right, it's inside the mind of Solomon. That's why I love I love Solomon because of, of the Proverbs and everything he's he's written. And But he was the wisest, he was the and richest, he, and he was the most influential king and, that and, Israel has ever had in their entire and, history. Right, and he saw the good and what he was doing. He had everything he wanted, and it still was vanity and grasping right, for the wind. Right. And then the bad, the same, the same. So the part where he was saying um, he didn't like, he, oh, verse 17, Therefore I hated life because the work that was done under the sun was distressing to me for all his vanity and grasping for the wind. So it was like... No, no joy. Right. Just bitterness. At the end, that's what he was experiencing. It wasn't enough. It's not designed to be enough. No, it's, no, it's you're, you're not even living until you become in a relationship with him. You you were reduced to gathering and collecting. That's strenuous too. <laughs> right, but see, also there's a sin worried about what somebody's going to get. 
and a lot of people want to dangle their, well, I'm going to cut you out the wheel. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to support you. You won't be able to make it without me. <laughs> You're dead, really? So I want people to understand that God hasn't forgotten about you. There are plenty of people who want to go the route of folly. Right. And Shortcut. a lot of people have seen this type of behavior in their own families, in their own houses of worship, in their own communities. I mean, this is something that should hit home for everybody. And I want us to really, really start having conversations in our homes, you know, in our houses of worship, you know, in the areas that we go and we do ministry. You know, you and I are mission oriented. So, you know, God has us in the assignment of missions. It's very important that we understand the language that God is speaking to us or else People will not be able to appreciate how rich and instructive this is. You know, your very soul is at stake if you want to continue the way of folly. And Solomon understood the audience that he had. Can you imagine the conversations Solomon was having with kings, they came from all over. He was wiser than all of Egypt. Egypt had astronomers. Mm-hmm. They still don't quite know how the pyramids were built. They had all types of water systems and aquifers. They fed a lot of people. They moved around a lot of resources. You know, the kingdom of Egypt was not very condensed. It was very spread out. So all the people had to be cared for and had to be taken care of. And had to be educated and had to know how the kingdom worked. How the laws, how the culture, the religion, all that had to be dealt with. And Solomon knew more than they knew. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand the, 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 the passion here. And for him to have this real conversation that's life-changing in 26 verses i've done it all he says i've seen it all i've had it all and i know for sure it's nothing emptiness grasping at the wind so even a child could understand when they read what the preacher was talking about. Isn't that amazing, Brother Vernon? Yes, it is. How vast this is, but how simplistic it is. You can't refute it. 
because it took him years to do this. He didn't win a lotto ticket. (laughs) He didn't have where he wanted to sue somebody and get rich. He didn't make a record and sold it to millions of people and came overnight sensation. He didn't have a television show where he was marketing something. He wasn't in a movie where he acted and got Academy Award. It all begins with God. said, that's the beginning. That's the beginning. And at the end, we have to decide about our lives. Because they just don't end in this realm, man of God. You just don't retire here. Why would you want to? (laughs) I received that. (laughs) I mean, um, God. Well, you know, people say, I worked 20 years, I worked 30 years, I worked 40 years. It's not over. No. It's just beginning. I've been told it's not over. No, it's not over. It's not. It's. And where does thoughtlessness get you? Carelessness. Conceited. Self-sufficient. Indifferent to God and his will. That's what it adds up to. Who is supreme to God? Never his creation. He is the creator. And then look at the people that God has entrusted to you and how you are misleading them. See, the beautiful thing about people who get wise, they'll tell you, Vernon, don't be like me. (laughs) Absolutely true. They'll be very frank with you. You see all this, you think that's something, that's nothing. I wasted my time. For what? I I don't have any friends. I've made enemies. There's no love in my home. Folks just want things. Hear that a lot. Hmm. A car can't do anything for me when I'm sick. I got to watch my money all the time. I don't know who's friend or foe. Right. Madness. Madness. Mm-hmm. And you've been like that for so long. Then nobody is going to believe you. They'll be very, very skeptical of you. To where you have to end up giving away everything. Mm. For people just to believe that you might have had a change of heart. Where it didn't have to believe. It didn't have to be like that. See, we spend all our lives trying to convince someone of something. We don't need to convince God of anything. He's all-knowing. How can you convince an all-knowing God of anything? And he wants to give us this gift of wisdom. When we can be humble. And submit and recognize. Can you imagine Vernon 
how lost we would have been. And we spend a lot of time being lost, right? <laughs> I was just saying that. I was lost. Yeah, we spend a lot of time being lost. I'll be the first one to admit it. This is why Save the Lost at All Costs is so important to me. It's my life's work. Amen. Thank you. Well, I thank you for trusting the God in me. And say, well, I'll go with you one more week and see what God's going to give you. <laughs> I appreciate that. We do it in one week at a time. Amen. Amen. And I appreciate that. You haven't led that. me astray. I would know. God would know. I would, it, would, it would be like, Amen. Whoa, whoa. Well, you would what tell happened me, to you? You tell me right here on the air. <laughs> yeah, I probably uh, would. That, that'll get her attention. <laughs> that's, that's not a problem. We have that relationship. Right. I would want you to. Amen. I Thank trust you. the God in you. Thank you. I was like, Vernon, well, you didn't say nothing. Well, you know, I was thinking about it. And I'm like, no, Vernon, you got to do. We got to get past the thinking and the trying. Help me, please. We we, we have to do because guess what? That's our assignment. Well, help me with that. Thank you. Amen. Amen. It's not a problem. It's going to make a better sister Nina. Amen. Maybe better me, too. Amen. A, a, bre- a better brother Vernon. Better a, more brother. Re- a, a more reflective of who Christ is, right? Amen. Yes. We want to have more Christ in our life. We don't want to limit that. And we limit that when we want to take all the credit. And how possibly can you take the credit? You know, that was one of Job's uh, things. He was influenced by his friends. Once he had all his afflictions, you know, eventually it started weighing him down. Mm. And, you know, and, and he's a human. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, uh, God asked him, where were you, Job, when I created all this? You know, I didn't need your input now. I don't need your input then. You know, mm. I got it, Job. And the thing is, I love you. I care about you. I created you. Why would I want to hurt you? You're a reflection of my best work. So, you know, things happen to us. But they don't just happen to us. They happen to everybody. And it's our response will dictate to others if God is ruling and residing in our lives. I don't have to know everything, Brother Vernon. I have to be connected to the one who does. does. That's all it is. And I want that. And this is what Solomon has given me. Is that we must be connected. Your things are going to go to somebody else. You're going to die. Maybe somebody remembers you did something. Maybe somebody didn't remember. That's not what's important. That's not. Is going to get you into the kingdom. So the thing is, Vernon, when we want to be totally self-sufficient, it takes us further and further and further from God. And some people have some nice creature comforts. They have a nice home. They have a nice family. They got a nice job. They, They have some savings. They have some health. And they're like, okay, I'm good. Because in their mind, well, if I was doing something wrong, then something would happen. (laughs) But the thing is, is that what they don't know 
is that because they have taken that self-sufficient route, their job is to amass for us. So I don't want people to despair. A lot of people are very upset. Well, that person is dirty, low down. They're getting all this. They got all this. Oh, guess what? They are gathering and collecting for us. Mm -hmm. All we have to worry about is continue to do good. Amen. And serve the Lord Mm -hmm. and have a relationship with Mm -hmm. him. Not treat him like... uh, you got a library card. I'll check a book out every now and then. And not treat his children like that either. Exactly. Because he will not be fooled. He will not be mocked. No, he won't. And what a man sows reaps. is what he reaps. And that goes for the women too. What a woman sows, she also shall reap. So at the end of the day, do we want to die a fool? Or do we want to die a wise person? Solomon has laid it out. Nobody has his testimony, Brother Vernon. Mm -hmm. I don't know any person that's alive that people have come from all over the world to listen to. That's alive. That's alive. You know, in my lifetime. Right. I'm almost 60 years old. So in my lifetime, I haven't seen it. And Vernon, we're almost the same age. So have you seen it in your lifetime? Um, pretty close with Martin Luther King, but that that's a while ago. But well, recent lifetime, no. Well, the the thing is, is that it said all kings. Okay. So good kings, bad kings, any kind of kings. There are certain type of kings that wouldn't even come to be in Martin's space. That's true. Because Martin didn't have the complexion for the protection. <laughs> You're right. He was the wrong complexion. So there are certain oh, people would that. not even recognize him as being human. Mm-hmm. You know, women in our country didn't get to vote. Until? And, and, until the 1920s. Okay? So my whole thing is that there are some people... Who dismiss people. So you have to understand. But this right here. All kings came. Not some. All came. To hear what his wisdom. Even an evil man wants to know what God is saying. You remember when. uh, Herod had heard. That Jesus was born. Yes. He sent some people there because he wanted to know, is it real? What is he saying? Mm -hmm. Even as a child, he wanted to know. So even evil kings want to be in the presence of God's greatness. Because God is the standard for truth. A person suffering from madness can't trust the noise in his head. And he's too paranoid to trust the noise from anybody else. That's the constant battle. Mm -hmm. A foolish person despises God's word, his will, his wisdom, and his instruction. 
Right. He's going to do what he wants to do anyway, right. regardless. And then you got the people that just want to party, party, party. That's all they want to that. do. I can relate to that. That's well, how it was. Well, you know what? They got partiers in the church house too, Vernon. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear anything like this. They just want a party. Well, you talking about those people that party all week, go to Sunday, and then they feel good, and then go back right to it? You have those kind, and then you have those kind that want a party in the the worship environment. They don't want to hear the Word of God. They want to be there and hear songs. They want to be at a concert all day and all night. Mm-hmm. I call it Christian tainment. <laughs> yep. They want to be entertained. They don't want wisdom. They despise it. So, Vernon, I think we've made the case that it's so important to receive the wisdom of God. It is truly a gift. And by Solomon being such a wise man, you know what comes with wisdom? Of that magnitude? An enlarged heart. Because you are going to take care of so many and counsel so many you have to have that big enlarged heart to go with it isn't that wonderful amen and god can grant you that oh yes wisdom it it goes hand in hand his wisdom and you have a bigger heart to do his work you have to have a big heart to do his work amen fools are full of bitterness and wrath and jealousy and on and on and on and on don't be reckless don't walk the way of destruction don't despise wisdom we encourage you to read the wisdom literature and get blessed and save the lost at all costs we love you bye bye amen that was It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live-called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information,
And please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.